0: Podcasting from Baldwin, New York, welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes,
1: hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. Welcome back to another episode of the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast. It's your boy Isaiah Bell, here with my wonderful co-host Sophia Smith, ready to dive into our next interview with the Baldwin Boys Varsity Soccer's head coach. Our next guest has been coaching here at Baldwin for 12 years. This is his fourth year as a head coach of Baldwin Boys Varsity Soccer. He has won a conference championship with, his, with the team being undefeated. Lastly, back in the day... He went to state finals, won two county championships, and as a junior got county championship MVP. Coach Supios, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, guys. (laughs) All right, so my first question, you know, I gotta ask this because I've known you for a long time and I've actually never asked you this question. So why did you start coaching?
0: Uh, I think I started coaching because I wanted to be able to give back. Like some of my best experiences in high school were those playoff runs and that kind of team bonding. And I think the best thing you can really do as a coach is put people in that situation where they get those memories that they can, you know, really remember for their lifetime.
2: Mm-hmm. When I was looking at our, our questions this morning, I, um, I was putting some in and realized that, like, for a big chunk of time, you also have coached girls' basketball at the middle school. I was fortunate enough to be coached by you two years in a row. How do you think working with different age groups and different sports helps you just, to just be a better overall coach and mentor?
0: Uh, that that's a tough question because I really think they're they're very different sports and you know the age group is just so different. So I think when, when you coach a younger group, they're just like if they're ready to learn, like yeah. everything you say, they kind of like really focus in on. You don't need to justify things. Whereas when you get to that older age group, you know people have a lot more experience. They really want to know why for every little thing that you're doing. So it's a, it's a bit of more of a challenge to do that older group. And then in basketball, every play is a coach, you're involved, whereas in soccer, it's kind of you do things in practice, and then when they get out on the field, it's really like all about them to kind of make that thing happen and go over everything and do what you've done in the past to kind of like make it work on the field. Mm-hmm. I sidestepped your question, I think, though, <laughs> which was, you know, how does it help you as a mentor? Yeah. Um, I think coaching is really just about dealing with individuals though. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's so much a gender or an age group. It's looking at that individual person and thinking
1: about like, how do you make that connection with them to get them to be their best? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, so at practice, you know, you make sure that, you know, all like the seniors, you know, we're always getting on the younger guys, you know, pushing each other. So um, what are some of your other, you know, core values as a coach?
0: Uh, well, as you said, like the number one core value for me is, I think, leadership. Making sure that there's player leaders out there. You know, as a coach, you can say things and players are going to listen, but it's not the same as when they hear it from someone their age who's really in their peer group. So for me, it's always making sure that you're there and you're leading your team as seniors or even as a junior or a sophomore so that players have that connection. Mm -hmm. Uh, The number one thing, which I'm sure you know because I've yelled at (laughs) multiple times, (laughs) is just communication on the field in games. So I think you know that's like my number one thing, the better people communicate, (laughs) the better results are going to be, particularly when you're dealing with those rough moments in a game and you need someone to settle everyone with communication.
2: For sure. And I think that goes for every sport, back to like basketball or even basketball here at the high school. And this year, especially with masks, communication is more important than ever when you're on um, a field that big on that scale. Um, so this year you also have a new addition to your coaching staff, Coach Ramirez. How was the process of selecting an assistant coach?
0: Um, so Coach LaForge had actually reached out to me and told me that with his administrative program, this was probably gonna be his last season. So I was a little bit lucky and I started to look into people, you know, in advance. Obviously I've been doing soccer for a long time and I know a bunch of coaches and someone had suggested that David was looking for a coaching position. He had coached in college, but because of COVID, the D2 program that he was coaching at wasn't running this year. Uh, so we were introduced and we kind of just talked about ideals and we were on the same page. And you know. Mr. Ramirez, the athletic director, not the new coach, uh, set things up really quickly. We had an interview, everything kind of went seamlessly and it just seemed to be like the right fit for it. Yes.
1: All right, and speaking of Coach Ramirez, I personally love Coach Ramirez. I think he's a great addition. Um, a lot of boys I know love Coach Ramirez. So how has it been having him a part of our program? Uh, it's always an adjustment, I
0: think, when there's a new coach because you got to find your dynamic that way. Um, one of the things that I liked about Coach Ramirez, he's he's a little bit younger, so I feel like, in some ways, you know, it's good for players to be able to relate to a coach. I always think sometimes with the assistant coach, head coach, you want one coach who's going to fit like a little bit more as like a peer yeah. and a friend, and then another coach who's kind of the bad guy sometimes to kind of have to take on that role and be the disciplinarian. And I think. We're still finding that role and making things work. I mean, Coach Ramirez and I talk pretty much every night about different things we're going to do. So we're on the same page game plan was. But it's a work in progress. Like how you work off of each other in games and in practice to get where you need kind of continually changes and evolves. And I think ultimately it takes a few years to have that like seamless coaching transition. But I think we're definitely on the right track to get there. Yeah.
2: So after last year, you guys didn't have the ideal record that you would have wanted, Um, but through talking with Isaiah, it sounds like the team that you have this year is really motivated to get out there and prove that Baldwin is a competitive soccer program. How do you feel like the team culture has changed from last year to the new start of this year?
0: Um, I think it comes down to a lot of what we talked about with that idea of leadership, and it's not to say that we did not have leaders on the team last year, but we had a smaller amount of older players, and we were a very young team, and I think... Older players respond better to older players. So when you have guys who were there as freshmen, were there as sophomores, they understand that that respect and you know really just taking the time to say, I'm gonna step back and listen to what this older player is telling me, kind of gets everyone into that same page. And this year I think we have a lot of seniors that are playing key roles on the team. I think that our juniors are even loud and kind of taking on that leadership role as well. And we're lucky enough to have, you know, some freshmen who kind of came in and fit right away. They're really hardworking players. And it, it just seems like it's it's gone smooth from day one. They've really almost like started to already cultivate like that family mentality. And to me, for teams to truly find success, that's the thing you walk away with. It's really more like a family than a team.
2: Yeah, and like talking about that that team culture that team bond I know that both soccer and field hockey have pretty small numbers this year but I think that you can look at that as a positive as the bonds gonna be stronger it's gonna be a tighter knit group which will only translate to success out on the field
1: yeah
0: definitely and I mean in this time you know normally we'd be doing doing pasta parties at night and so you'd have that type of bonding and now you really rely on the players to kind of have that bonding through social
1: media you know group chats all those different type of things Yeah, but even without the pasta parties, which I miss dearly, (laughs) I think the team, you know, we do have a really good bond this year. But, you know, we just had our first game on Thursday. And, you know, for me, it just felt great just being back out there. I mean, we tied 3-3. You know, I wish we got the win. But even still, I was just proud of the guys. They never gave up. It was just so nice being back out on the field. So how was it for you, you know, your first game in a couple months?
0: Yeah, it was, it was a great feeling just to be out there. I mean, obviously it's a bit strange to have a mask on and yell, you know, you lose your voice a little bit quicker. Uh, so, so that's a change to deal with. But to me, it wasn't so much even the win or the tie or anything along those lines. It was like seeing our level of compete. So getting out there and seeing us coming together and having like that thought process where we're the better team out here and we know we can win this game. And, you know, in that game we fell behind Due to maybe an arguable call. And rather than kinda of getting heads down, guys kinda of picked themselves back up, found a way to tie that game and get the late goal by you know the current leading scorer in our program, Anthony Ramos, which you know in itself is just kind of a great thing to talk about.
2: Yeah. So we talked about the the key factor that is the team bond but on the field, whether it be defense, transition, offense, what do you think on the field will be like a key point to making this a successful season?
0: Uh, I think it comes down to that leadership quality again. Um, You know, in the back we have Josh Anderson and Isaiah right here as center backs and their level of communication to bring us all the way up the field and then having Daniel go all the way up top, as long as we get that level of communication from the back all the way to the front, and it becomes like a consistent thing that's going to truly be our key to success
1: yeah and um this year you know we have a pretty unique team and i just noticed that we have on our starting lineup we have two people from each grade like in our starting lineup so like how is it you know like coaching a team with like you know so many different players in like different levels at different points of their career uh you know this has never
0: happened before um i we've had a freshman starter on on a rare occasion in the team, but this year to have a starting freshman goalie and a starting freshman who's playing in the number 10 spot as like our Cam, is really, really unusual. Um, And I think it could be something that would be very hard to deal with, but it's not because of the type of players we have. You know, you mentioned two guys in each grade, but the freshmen we have and the sophomores we have that are playing are such experienced players you know, that you don't even look at them as beginners because the amount of competition they have outside of school kind of already puts them into that junior, senior type of category.
1: Yeah, no, I love our young guys. And um, how has this year been different, you know, balancing out? Because you're not also, you're not just a coach, you know, you also teach. So how has it been, you know, like with COVID and everything, balancing out the coaching and teaching?
0: Uh, I think it's a little bit harder Uh, you know it's always as far as scheduling and putting time in you know coaching consumes your life you know I always say like September and October I'm pretty much like a soccer coach and I'm also teaching but outside of those two things you kind of give up your own life and this year is almost a little bit more intense with that Uh, one of the easier things though is normally we really have to work on our own to tape games and go out and tape opponents and schedule those things and you know with the COVID world every game is really either being live streamed or recorded some places so you're able to kind of have better access to film but the flip side of that is it means you know on Friday night instead of going out with your friends you're sitting home and you're breaking down tape and sending text messages to players about different things to look at.
1: Yeah you just set up some text messages to us (laughs) a few uh, days ago um So what are some of the goals you're looking to accomplish either this year or in the next few years in the program?
0: Uh, We really want the program to grow. Uh, So it's, you know, right now, we've always kind of put summer league teams in and we dropped it all the way down to middle school. We'd like to get that down to fifth and sixth grade as well in the future. So we're really kind of building a culture where the older players are almost kind of helping those younger players in the middle school and elementary ages. So that's our outside of season goal. Uh, in season, the goal is always going to be the same. You know, you want to win that county championship, and then you want that run to continue. So right now, when we look at this season, goal one is getting to the playoffs, and goal two after that is winning the playoffs. And you know, ultimately, I look at this group, and I think we have the potential to beat any team we could come up against. So again, the goal is winning that ca- NASA County championship and being able to bring one home
1: to Baldwin. And I can't wait because we're definitely going to do it. Um, and you, you've been here for 12 years. So, you know, you've experienced a lot on and off the field. So what is one of your favorite memories here coaching at Baldwin?
0: Favorite memories, you know, those are such tough moments um, because there's so many great things you've kind of had and experiences. Uh, I have two that kind of like really stick out in my mind, and they're both playoff games that were home at Baldwin because anytime you have that moment where on your home field, Uh, The first one, we were playing a really tough Uniondale team, and our sweeper and our goalie and Uniondale's best player all collided. And actually, our sweeper and goalie had to be taken off the field in stretchers because they both got concussions in that moment. And they were two of our best players, and that team battled through that game and brought in a backup goalie who really wasn't even a soccer player first and was able to win in a shootout and beat that team. the other one was in Alessandra Garcia's last year. We played the county champs from the year before. Game went into overtime. Alessandra was cramping up, couldn't play in the midfield area, and I pulled him aside before overtime and said, "I'm putting you up at striker. Score the goal and win us the game." And ten minutes later, he scored the goal and won us the game. And that, you know, here in the crowd watching uh your brother's friend Tosi drop our video camera on the ground
1: in this <laughs> celebration those are those are moments that I'm always gonna remember you yeah, know that's funny bringing up Tosi <laughs> um yeah so overall how's your experience here at Baldwin been coaching
0: uh, you know it, it's it's a great thing uh again like I said coaching is about giving back and Every year there are are moments you love about coaching, you know, whether it's the relationships, you know, I look at like a family like yours and, you know, I met Malcolm when he was in sixth grade. And, you know, now I look down the road and I'm gonna have Aaron as a ninth grader. And to just kind of build these relationships, whether it's with the parents or the players, you know, I have guys who text me all the time. I mean, I was sending out video of your game to so many different older players just to kind of talk about it and watch. And it's, to me, those are the moments that really matter as far as coaching. Is it where I want it to be yet? No, because as we said, the experience is going to be fulfilled when I can bring that county championship here, because that's always the long-term goal.
1: Okay, and is there any chance, you know, that maybe I go up here, you know, have kids? Are my kids going to get coached by Coach <laughs> Uh I
0: mean, we're talking a long ways down the road. <laughs> um, but look, my hope would be that, you know, this program continues to kind of turn over and get to the point we need it and that we can win and eventually one day turn it into a dynasty. I do feel that the more I look down the road, I see a growing soccer community in Baldwin. And you know, you look at our ninth grade group right now, I look at some of the guys who I currently know are in eighth, and and I think this town is changing in a lot of ways to an area that really will cultivate, you know, a really strong soccer program going forward. So, you know, there's a chance.
1: I I think, you know, my hair will probably be the same, so that won't be much (laughs) of a worry for me. All right, so we're at that point of the interview where we ask our unbearable questions because you know we're Bruins and we ask all our. Yeah, I've I've heard questions. a few of
0: these. I'm I'm curious to see all where right, we're going.
1: yeah, so you know championship game, you know teams walking out, you get to choose a song that we walk out to. What song are you gonna pick?
0: Ah, oh, this is this is a tough call. Um, you know I, I think of going back to my days with the basketball program and you know I was stuck in that world of like Meek Mill and Dreams and Nightmares and it kind of sticks out you know in my head a lot and if I had a little bit more time something else probably would have popped up there Um, but I guess that's the one song that does stick in my head it's probably not where we'd go because it's not our original one but I think really you want to look at that year. And see what that song is that's kind of popping at the time that's gonna best fit with that team. But I do have to throw this back at you since you asked and you are this generation right now. You know, (laughs) what
1: pops into your head, Mr. Bell? Me? Ooh. I'm not gonna lie, I might have to go, you know, a little bit retro. Something that gets you going, X gonna give it to you. DMX, that song just gets me pumping, gets me going. I mean, Not I can appreciate that song.
0: because you're going back to my generation here with the event, <laughs> so I think we can make this work.
1: Yeah, no, nah, that, that would definitely be the song. So i got to ask you now. You know me, big food person, like I said earlier. I used to love those pasta parties, so before your big game, what are you going to have for dinner? I mean, I'm going to the bell house. <laughs> I
0: mean, this is a really easy question, you know. And all these pasta parties, we've had a lot of great food, but the Bell House is always, usually, a special one. Uh, there is the debate on who makes the best chicken in the family. Is it the older brother right now? But I, I think I'm just going to the Bell House and seeing what they're setting up for us with chicken and pasta. All right,
1: I'm gonna have to give it to my dad. My dad definitely makes the best That's chicken. Jerk chicken. Yeah, yep, my dad. But out of brothers, I'm just letting you know, Malcolm and Aaron, they'll try to say, you know, did the chest with the family. But I got the best chicken. Me and EJ, you know we're a little bit underrated, but I uh, are gonna have I to make check the best this chicken. Out. I definitely make the best chicken. Alright, well thank you for coming on. That's all I have for you. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Alright. Thank you, Coach Supios, for that wonderful interview. If you enjoy hearing about these experiences as much as we do, feel free to leave a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you listen from. For updates and information about the show, go give us a follow on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for the incredible job that you do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Keep up the support and tune in next time for the Boston Bruins Sports Podcast.
2: Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.